All right, Shabbos, say good morning, good morning, let, uh, let us begin. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning share, to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Tishrei, to thank Dr. Linda Weinberg, Sarah and Ricky Gratz, Julia, Rina and Eve for dedicating all the Shi'urim and Trushals this month in loving memory of husband, father, Zayda, Dr. Paul Weinberg, Peretz, Moshe, Ben Avram, David. To thank Ayala and Sarah Steinberg for dedicating the Shi'urim this month in the Schuss of Rafu for Shulamis Bas Susha. To thank Adam Yudip and Zev for dedicating the Shurim this month in the schus of all of our tefillos being this Gabel on high. To thank our week of learning sponsors, Said and Sima Haken for Rafur Shlima for their granddaughter, Talia Miriam Bas Orli Yehudit. To thank Greg and Rachel Levitan for dedicating the Shurim this week, commission of the first yard site of Greg's mother, Esther Levitan, and in gratitude to... Renewal, an organization that helps save lives by facilitating kidney transplants through live kidney donations to those suffering through chronic kidney disease. To thank our Dafyomi sponsors for today, Menashe and Bracha Efron, in honor of the birth of Batsheva Cyril Edinger, and in honor of her parents. And Meretz Hashem, as she continued to grow, to be a true Basi Tovos. With that, let us begin a beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is Peites, 89. And we are picking up Emirat Hashem on the bottom of Peites and the base, the last line we left off yesterday at the Mishnah. So the Mishnah says as follows. We're continuing on the, in the sugya that has been the topic of the last couple of Mishnahis, namely, again, different circumstances where a woman does not have a classic path forward with collection of her ksuva. So in this particular case, here's what's happening. Hotzia get, she produces a get. So right, Ruvain's married to Rachel. Now what happens? Rachel produces a get that Ruvain divorced her, the aim ksuva. But she does not have a ksuva. She literally does not have a ksuva document. So what's the halacha? Now Rashi says over here, Hotzia get the aim ksuva, kasaka ba'omeres avad shtar ksuvasi. So Rashi's Bapashi case is where she said, I had a ksuva, but I lost it. I lost it. Okay, so what's the top of Peites? Govek Suvasa. Even in the absence, ultimately, of an actual Suva document, she can still collect her Suva. What's that? Well, again, we'll, we'll explain this more in the Gemara, but take a quick look at Rashi. Govek Suvasa. Ve'eno yocho liton paraticho vechzarta lishtark Suvasayich. Vikaratif. So here's what's interesting. You see, you might be tempted to say as follows. The husband, Ruvain, has a good claim over here. What's his claim? Yeah, Rachel, you know why you don't have a ksuva? You know why you don't have a ksuva? Because ultimately I paid you already. And remember again, the ksuva is effectively what? Is the loan document. So what happens with a loan document after you go ahead and repay it? It's torn up. So Ruben can say to Rachel, there's a good reason you don't have a ksuva because I paid you your ksuva already. You gave me the document. We tore it up. So we're going to see, the Gemara is explaining, when Mishra is explaining, the husband, Ruben, cannot make such a claim. Why, Rashi says? The idea over here, well, let's really finish Rashi. We've actually seen this concept before. That a ksuva is what's called a tenai bezin, which means... A ksuva is a legal reality created by Beisdin. That legal reality applies whether there's a star or there's not a star. In fact, we're going to see, we've already learned that there were communities where they didn't write a ksuva. 
They never wrote a ksuva document. Despite the absence of a document, the ksuva obligation was always intact. It's what Chazal legislated. So because of that failure to produce an actual document, in no way erodes her claim to actually collect the ksuba. Now, of course, she needs a get. We're going to get into this. In other words, you need some proof of divorce that you're entitled to a ksuba. In other words, either, what do you need? Either you need a get or, or a levaya, right? right? You need one of the two. In other words, you need something to indicate that you have a claim. But Lamaisa, once you have a claim, absence of the actual ksuba document does not in any way undermine or erode her ability to collect. Good. That's case one. Case two. This is interesting. Ksuva ve'inima get. This is interesting. What happens if she produces a ksuva, but she can't produce a get? So, all right. So, what happens? He omeres, he omeres avagiti. So, she says, she says, I lost my get. So, what happened? I lost my get. And what happens? V'hu omer avad shovri. Oh, now here was interesting. He says, okay, that's fine. In other words, he's not contesting the fact that they got divorced. What he's claiming is, I paid you the ksuva already. And in fact, I had a receipt. I had a receipt that indicated that I paid you. I lost my receipt. So you see what's happening over here? She's claiming, right? She, she produced the ksuva. She's claiming I lost my get. He's claiming I lost my receipt. So I'm both saying that the Gemara gives a similar case. V'chein, balchov, shahotzi, shtarchov, ve'enimo prusbol. Very shayach, very shayach, Right? What happens? Reuven lends Shimon money. Now Reuven produces a loan document. And what happens? It's now, it's now eighth year, right? This year. So he produces the loan document, but he's not able to produce his prusbol. So again, we'll discuss prusbol in just a moment. So we'll say, remember again, prusbol is the document which allows you to collect a post shmita debt. Take a quick look, we'll say, if you look at Rashi, it's actually Rashi, it's the last Rashi in the Mishnah. Prusbol, so we're going to go about out of order. Rashi says, Hillel Hiskin Prusbol. Hillel was the one who instituted a Prusbol. Why? In order that Shemitah should not go ahead and cancel out a debt. Now, how does Prusbol work? We'll say, now remember again, how does Prusbol work? Prusbol effectively takes a private debt, hands it over to Beisdin, and Beisdin now becomes the uh, collection arm for the debt. Now, why, why, why does that circumvent Shemitah law? So listen to this. So Rashi continues. He says, Dahashta lo karinan be loigos. So, so without getting into all technicalities right now, essentially Shemitah cancels out private debts. Shemitah does not cancel out debts which are ultimately held by Beisdin. So, so in this case over here, so, there, so the, the Mishnah is equating these two cases. So right, she's producing, she's producing a ksuva, but doesn't have the ability to produce a get. Right? He's claiming, I paid you already, but I can't produce my shover. That's what so right, he's saying. I paid you, but I don't have my receipt. Parallel case is Ruben lends Shimon money. Ruben produces a loan document, says, you know what? I lost my prosbol. I lost my prosbol. What's taloch in these cases? So the more In these cases, ultimately, again, so you cannot collect in these cases. What do you mean you cannot collect from Kirashi? Yifru. Chayshinon Shemekvar Gov Sabeget Vizeh Hishmitaso Shviyas. 
Shabbat say we are concerned ultimately again in this case that perhaps the woman already collected her ksuva. Maybe she already collected her ksuva. In other words, the reason she doesn't have a get. Let's, say, let's analyze this. What are we concerned about? Why doesn't Rachel have a get? Why doesn't Rachel have a get? Because it could be that in this case, the get was kind of used as the mechanism for payment of the ksuva. Give me the get, I'll give you the ksuva. So that's the possibility of the concern over here. So Rashi says, right? So, and ultimately, failure to produce a prosbol, ultimately what? Really precludes your ability to collect that debt afterwards. So in this case over here, husband won't have to pay the ksuva, and ultimately, again, debtor will not have to go ahead and pay Debtor won't have to pay the debt. Okay, okay, we'll analyze this case a little bit more. And says something amazing. From the time of danger and on. So Isha A woman has the ability. So remember again, here's what's interesting. In case number one, right, what's happening? In case number one, what is she producing? What is she producing? She's producing a get and no ksuva. What's the look in that case? What's the look in that case? She could collect. Now, why could she collect her ksuva? Why? Because the truth is, you don't even need a document of a ksuva for a ksuva to be intact, because a ksuva is a tonight based it. In case number two, she's producing a ksuva with no get. With no get. So the Gemara says, that's like producing a loan document in year number eight without a prusbal. What do we have to be concerned about in that case? We're concerned if you can't produce a get. What are we concerned about? That why can't you produce a get? Because effectively, the husband took the get as the receipt. That's essentially what it is. In other words, he took the get as the receipt, paid, right, paid her the ksuva, took the get as... So that's, that's, that's the concern. Comes from Shukman Leola and says, everything changed. Minas Sakana. So we'll say, what was Minas Sakana? Look at Rashi. Shegazru ovdei kochavim ala mitzvos, v'hayu yireyim lishmar giteyem, u'mishikiblaso sarfaso v'chein pruzbulehen. So we'll say, listen to this. So in time of Sakana and on, what, what point of Sakana, you know, take your pick, what type of, what time of Sakana? In other words, there are so many times in Jewish history where this was the reality. Shemuel says, in a time of Sakana, where there was a danger in keeping Jewish documents. So remember again, there was legislation against observing halacha. So here was the problem, is if you kept Jewish documents in your possession, again, that, that was a crime. So this is incredible. So what would people do? A woman, a woman would receive a get. And what would she do right after she would receive the get? What would she do? She would destroy it. Because you don't want to have any evidence, which, which of course is a dangerous thing in general. We'll talk about this in the Gemara. Same thing with prisbol. You write a prisbol, and what would happen? What would happen? You destroy it. I just want to point out, technically speaking, do you ha- does a woman have to hold on to her get after she's divorced? Do you have to hold on to your prisbol? You don't have to. In other words, you want to. You want to, we're going to see, because a woman wants to be able to get remarried. And generally, again, if a woman is divorced, no one in good faith is going to allow her to get remarried until they're able to see her get. Same thing with the prusbal. But again, technically speaking, your status is established the moment you go ahead and you receive. So they used to destroy these documents. So the Rabbi says, from Sakana and on, Isha Gova Ksuva, so Shalom Get, a woman could go ahead and collect her Ksuva even without a get. So Rabbi says, case number two in the Mishnah, which was where she's showing up. So Rabbi Yosef said, it would be interesting if she's showing up with a ksuva without a get. 
Right? In other words, Suva is also a problem. So, okay, maybe she was holding on to some. We'll, we'll, we'll clarify in the Gemara a little bit. The point of the Gemara is make, the point of Shingon Malil is saying over here is in the, first, in the first stage of the Mishnah, failure to produce a get looks like, looks like she was already paid for a Suva. Right? And again, if she, if she wants to go ahead, if she wants to show, if she wants to come that she wasn't paid for the Ksuva, then again, it's going to be a case of Hamotzi Mechavero, Alav Haraya. Rabbi Shigami says all of that changes after Shasa Sakana, where it was common for people to destroy documentation. In that case, again, the halacha sides with her. Same idea, we'll say. After the time of Sakana, Ultimately, Ruvain shows up in year number eight to collect a debt from Shimon. Shimon claims Shemitah. Shemitah canceled it. Right? Ruvain claims, I wrote a prosbol. Shimon says, okay, show me. Ruvain can't produce the prosbol. We believe Ruvain. Okay, fascinating halacha. Says, you know, I'll say, Shemamina, what do you see from here? What do you see from here? So ultimately, Kosvin Shover. The Gemara says, you see from here, by the way, that we write receipts. Rebbe we've spoken about this concept before this machlokis in halacha. Do we write receipts for payment or not? Look at Rashi, just a moment. Shmamino, midiktani govek suvasa bautsas get, velo chayish learume me'arma, 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 vahadra umafka suva beidina achrino, betigba le achar miso, betoras almana, lomar lonis karashti, veloni frasi. So here's what's interesting, right? The Gemara is picking up on case number one. What was case number one? Case number one was Rachel produces a get, but says she doesn't have her ksuba. So it must be Rabbi So now what's, what's the halacha? What's the halacha in that case? Rachel comes to the basin, produces a get, doesn't have, she says, I can't find my ksuba. I lost my ksuba. What's the halacha? We pay her. So we'll say, so now here's what's interesting. So the Gemara says, it must be that what are we giving the husband? It must be that we're writing him a receipt, right? We're writing him a receipt. Shmamina Kosvin Shover, right? Because we'll say why? Because well, let's go back to the Gemara. Let's go back to the Gemara just a moment. The e ain't Kosvin Shover. If we don't write a receipt for the husband, lechosh dilma mafkila leksuvasa vegaviyaba. Ultimately, what what should we be concerned about? So we'll say, let's play this out. Let's say Rachel's trying to play the system, right? So she's claiming that she doesn't that she doesn't have a ksuva. So what's going to do? She's going to produce her get get payment for a ksuva. And then what is she waiting for? What is she waiting for? She's going to wait for Ruvain to die. After Ruvain dies, what is she going to do? She's now going to produce a ksuva, right? And she's going to claim that now she's widowed, right? And she's entitled to the ksuva. So ultimately, again, the Gemara says, it must be that we're writing a shover, we're writing a receipt for Ruvain to show that he paid the ksuva. And again, ultimately when he dies, his heirs will have that receipt as well. Because if we wouldn't write a receipt, it leaves him open to exploitation. Go back to Rashi for just a moment. That's what Rashi was saying. So she's going to produce the ksuva after he dies. Okay, fine. So we'll say, now remember again, remember again, the idea of why would there be resistance to writing a receipt? Right? Why is there resistance to writing a receipt? Because if we write the receipt, then the burden of maintaining that receipt Falls upon who? Falls upon who? Falls upon the husband, right? In other words, whoever, because remember again, the husband paid the ksuva, right? The receipt is his proof ultimately again of payment. Remember, the machlokes as to whether or not we write receipts in halacha is dependent on 
who should who should shoulder the responsibility in the aftermath of the repayment of the debt? You see, if you don't write, if you don't write the shover, we don't write a shover. There's only one way to get payment, and that's how. That's how. Ksuva, ksuva, ksuva is the ticket to payment. So if you can produce a ksuva, fantastic, right? Wife produces or ex-wife produces the ksuva, gives it to her ex-husband, he pays her. What to do with the ksuva? Rip it out. We're done. We're done. You see, and, and then and then the truth is, no one really has any responsibility for maintaining paperwork. Interestingly enough, the moment you say that all she needs to do is produce a get, and then we're going to go ahead and pay her her pay, pay her ksuva. And we don't know where the ksuva is. She says she can't find it. She says it's lost. She may very well have it, you know, in her, in her desk drawer. And she's just waiting for him to die. To, so now we're going to write a shover. And now the responsibility is upon the husband, and by extension his heirs, to go ahead and maintain that shover. So the Gemara says, but nevertheless, you see that we write a shover. To which the Gemara says, Amarav. Rav says, maybe not. Amarav. What are we talking about over here? We're talking about a case, ultimately, again, where they don't write a ksuva. They don't write a ksuva. Rashi says, So they're in a place where they don't write a ksuva. In other words, we saw this before. There were communities where they didn't feel the need to actually commit the document to writing. So in that case, again, the only way that you could go ahead and show that payment has been made is with the shover. Shmuel says the truth is this could apply even in a place, even in a place where they do write a ksuva. Figmar says, one second. So according to Shmuel, Shmuel supports the idea that we write receipts. So we'll say, ultimately, here's, here's how we set it up. Ravanan says, I heard that according to Shmuel, the way we set it up is like this. We're talking about a place, right, in a locale where they did not normally commit the ksuva to writing, but just relied on the fact that, well, the ksuva is a tenai beizdin. So we'll say, now watch this. Va'amar kasavti. So let's say, we'll say, Rachel and Shimon, right, or sorry, Rachel and Ruben are married, and they live in a place where the custom was that people did not write the ksuva. They didn't have to, it's tenai beizdin. So what happened? Ruben says, however, I wrote one. I wrote a ksuva. So therefore, again, I want to see the ksuva before I pay you your ksuva. So we'll say, what's talacha? In that case, in that case, I love lahaviraya. In that case, ultimately, again, the burden of proof is upon Ruvein. Right? Why is it upon Ruvein? Because he's claiming something that is out of the norm. Therefore, by definition, the burden of proof rests upon him. However, b'makom shekosvin, but I will say, if they live in a locale where they normally do write a ksuva, va'amra, and she said, lokasavli, she claims, he never wrote to me a ksuva. In that case, havirayo. In that case, ultimately, the burden of proof will be upon her that halacha no ksuva was written. Incredible. Incredible. But we'll say, take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says, In reality, we don't normally write receipts. And the reason why we allow her to collect the ksuva in the first case, where she just produces a get, is why. So again, it could very well be, the Gemara says, we're not talking about a shover, but rather it just depends ultimately again where they're living. If they live in a place where they don't normally go ahead and write a ksuva, 
and he claims ultimately I wrote a ksuva, the burden of proof is upon him. They live in a place where they normally write a ksuva. She claims you never wrote for me a ksuva. The burden of proof is upon her. The af rav hadirbe. And even Rav, even Rav, ultimately, again, who originally established the Mishnah, is talking about a situation where, a place where they don't write a ksuva, ultimately he retracted his position as well. Rashi says, Hadarbei, Vauki masnisin betayma achrino, and establishes the reasoning of the Mishnah according to a different approach. So Rav said, whether it's a place where they write the ksuva, a place where they don't write a ksuva, What's talacha? So this is actually very interesting. Get, if she produces a get, gova iker. So we'll say, Rav makes a fundamental distinction over here. Rav comes along and he, he retracts his original position. He says like this, depending on what documentation you could produce, ultimately, again, will determine what you are able to collect. So get, if she produces a get, gova iker. Ultimately, again, she is able to collect the iker ksuva, Ksuva, if she produces a ksuva, gove tosefes. She's able to collect any additional tosefes ksuva. So I both say, now that makes a lot of sense, because remember again, even if you hold that ksuva is a tznai bezdin, and therefore what? You don't have to produce a document in order to collect. At most, what does that allow you to collect? What does that allow you to collect? Iker ksuva, right? In other words, I say, if Reuven and Rachel live in a place where they don't normally write a document, right? They get divorced. Rachel shows up with her get, and she says, you know, I just want to, I just want to tell you that Ruvain promised me, you know, 200 zuz as the ikr and another 5,000 zuz as tosefas. That's, that's very nice. That, that, that's beautiful. But there's absolutely nothing to substantiate that claim. In other words, the ability to collect without a ksuva document, because a ksuva is a tonight based, it only works for the ikr ksuva amount. So therefore, Raf says that when Rachel shows up with a get, fantastic, that allows you to go out and collect Iker Ksuva because Ksuva is a Tanai Basin and doesn't need its own independent document. However, if she wants to, if she's claiming Tosefes, right, additional amounts, she's going to need to furnish a document which has those additional amounts in writing. Incredible. Incredible. So we'll say, if you take a look, um, fine, fine. And therefore, again, and therefore, we'll say, j- just, to, just to link this back to the Mishnah, when the Mishnah says, get what does Govek Suvasa mean? Right? Ikra Ksuva. Ikra Ksuva, the primary amount. So the Mara says, Ksuva, Govetosavis, Fakalarotsa, Vahashiv, Yavav Yashiv. So I'll say, Rav is very confident in this, in this approach. And he says, therefore, anyone who wants to refute my position, bring it on. Right? Bring it on. Come, come, come and try to refute it. Okay? So Tanabal says, analyze. Tanabal learned in the Mishnah, Ksuva get. So I'll say, let's say she produces a case number one. She produces a ksuva. Sorry, this is case number two, excuse me. She produces a ksuva, but doesn't have a get. So what's ta'alachim? He omeres avad giti. So I'll say, ultimately, she claims, she claims, I lost my get. Vahu omer avad shovri. He says, I lost my receipt. V'chein bachov, just according to the Mishnah. V'chein bachov, shoti, shtarcho, ve'enimo prusbol. So to Ruvain lent Shimon money. Ruvain produces the loan document, but doesn't have a prusbol. Hare'elolo yifru. We'll say in both of these cases, the husband is not obligated to go ahead and pay the ksuva, right? And the borrower is not obligated to go ahead and pay the lender. So the Gemara says, Hare'elolo yifru. So let's analyze this. Pishtam al-Shmuel. According to Shmuel, this makes sense. Mukila b'makom shen kosvin 
Kasafti. Shabbos say this must be a case where they where they're living in a locale. Reuben Rachel living in a locale where they do not normally write a And what happens? Va'amar Kasafti. He's claiming that ultimately again he wrote a ksuva. The Amri lay. I see raya. Ultimately again. We say to him, bring a raya, bring a raya. And if he can't bring a raya, ultimately we tell him to pay. But according to Rav, even though this actually this is like a reverse case. According to Rav, remember again, she's not producing a, a get, but she's producing a ksuva. What did Rav just say before? According to Rav, get allows you to collect what? Iker ksuva. And ksuva allows you to collect tosefes ksuva. So this is fascinating. If she's producing a ksuva, she should at least be able to collect what? Tosefes and not ikr. Which sounds so strange. Sounds so strange. But again, according to Rav's reasoning, if she's producing a ksuva document, that should be the halacha. To which the Gemara says, tosefes, me'o tigbi. Am Rav Yosef, what's the case? Hachama askinon, kishain sham ede gerishin. Wow, 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 wow. I will say, what's this case? This case where she's coming forward with a ksuva and doesn't have a get, what's the case? There are no witnesses that they're divorced. There are no witnesses that there's gerishin. So therefore, I will say, now I understand. Migol diyokal lememar lo girashtia. I will say, he has a migo. What's his migo? What's his migo? He could say, hey, Rachel, we're not divorced. We're not divorced. Migol diyokal lememar lo girashtia amadez yokal lememar girashtia venasati lo ksuvasa. Shabbos say the reason ultimately again why Reuven doesn't have to pay a ksuva in this case is because halacha he has a migo because there are no edigirish and there are no witnesses that they are divorced he could just as easily say what we're not divorced we're not divorced if we're not divorced then what does he owe her what does he owe her nothing so because he has that migo he's believed to say we are divorced and they already paid you your ksuva I says the gemara hamadik tani seifa. Now, here's the problem. So now we've just set up this case, fascinating, we've just set up this case as a case where there are no edegerishin. So remember, so again, just to point out what's happening over here. Rachel's coming to Ruvain. What does she have? She has a ksuva. She doesn't have a get. She doesn't have a get. She's claiming, pay my ksuva. He's claiming, I paid you. I paid you. So what's Talacha? Talacha sides with him. Sigmar says, what's the case? What's the case? The case is where there are no edegerishin. There are no witnesses to divorce. And he has an ego. His ego is, he could say, I never divorced you. Now that he's saying, I divorced you, and I paid you, ultimately, again, he's believed. One second. No edegerishin? That's the case? Rabbi Shunil comes along, and what does he say later on in Mishnah? Rabbi Shunil says, by the way, from the time of Sakana and on, where it was a Sakana to keep any type of religious documentation, if a woman shows up, even without her get or without her ksuba, she's believed. She's believed. Now that has to be talking about a case, that has to be talking about a case where there are edigerishin. Why are both sides? Listen to this. Because both say, if we're talking about a case where there's no edigerishin, Right? Then what? Mm-hmm. Say, so watch this. If, if the Mishnah case is not Edigerishin, that means there's no Edigerishin. There's also no what? There's also no what? No get. Potentially no Ksuva. So ultimately, but my Gavya, then I will say, how would she ever collect? In other words, what, what's the credibility? Rather, you have to say that the entire Mishnah reflects the Vira and watch this. 
the Chisurim Echzerah Vachikatani. The most say, by the way, isn't it like the most exciting lines in Gemara are always Chisurim Echzerah, right? It's like you just found treasure, right? Chisurim Echzerah. By the way, there's something missing. Here it is. Here it is. Vachikatani. Here we go. Hare Elulo Yifru. The most say so again. These cases you can't collect. You can't collect which cases. Remember again, two cases. Case of where the wife comes along with a ksuva without a get, without a get, and the case where the lender comes along with a loan document without a prosbol. Right? When can't right when can't the wife collect in this case? Let's focus on the ksuva case. Where there are no edegerishin. But if there are edegerishin, then what? Gavya Tosefes. Ultimately, again, she could collect Tosefes. I will say this is in line with Rav. Rav says hold like Rav. Namely, again, why Tosefes? Because Ksuva, a Ksuva document, allows a woman to collect Tosefes. So therefore, I will say, what's happening over here is like this. Halakha says she's coming along, right? She's claiming, right? She's claiming her full Ksuva. There are Ebe Gerishin. She's able to produce one document, a Ksuva, unable to produce what? A get. Okay, you can produce a ksuba, that'll give you tosefes. The ikr, what happens with the ikr ksuba? Ultimately, again, with the get, if she could produce a get, then she could collect ikr. If she can't produce a get, then she can't produce ikr. But from sakana and on, but from sakana and on, even if she can't produce a get, she still collects Iker. Why? So now this is a reframing of the Mishnah. So what's the case? So I will say, so again, case number one kind of, kind of works on its own. She's producing a get, doesn't produce a ksuva, she gets paid. That's an easy one. Why? Because you don't really need a ksuva document to begin with. It's tonight ksuva. Case number two, she's producing a ksuva, doesn't produce a get. Now we're saying the whole thing is Rabbi Shimon Gamil. What does Rabbi Shimon say? Number one, there are edegerishim. So we know, we know that she's divorced. She's claiming, here's my ksuva, I never got paid. He's claiming, I paid you, but I didn't get, I didn't get my receipt. So we'll say, what's the halacha? What's the halacha? If she produces a ksuva, she'll go ahead and she'll get tosefes. But failure to produce a get precludes her from collecting what? Iker. However, however, again, Nishasa Sakana and on, Rabbi Shingham Leal says, even failure to produce any documentation, as long as what? What, what do you always need? What do you always need? Ede Gerushin, because you have to know that she's divorced. So as long as there's Ede Gerushin, failure to produce any level of documentation won't prevent her from collecting the Ksuva in its entirety. Beautiful. Amr Leal Kana, Bravasi. Amr Leal Kana, Bravasi. Lerav. Lididoch da Amrit get gove Iker. So I'll say, okay, so now they ask according to Rav. Rav, according to you, Rav has this interesting model. Get allows her to collect Iker Ksuva. Ksuva allows her to collect Tosefes Ksuva. Okay, so you, according to Rav, Amona Minhani Suin Bemai Gavya. Bemai Gavya. So ultimately, again, an Amona, right? An Amona from, an Amona from Nisuin. Ultimately, again, how is she able to collect? Be'ede Misa. Ultimately, again, she's able to collect with witnesses of death. So I will say, as long as, as long as, in other words, we know that her husband is dead, that's how she's able to collect her ksuva. 
One second. Maybe we have to be concerned about as follows. Maybe right before, her, right, maybe her husband divorced her. And we don't know about it. In other words, maybe there's a get. Maybe there's a get. And halacha lamaisa again, he already paid her out the ksuba. And now that he's dead, she's going to try to collect again with the ksuba that she has. To which the U.S. Be'yosheves tachas bailo. Ultimately, yeah, she's living with her husband. Right? She was living with her husband until the time of his death. So that's why we have to assume that they were still married. They never got divorced. So therefore, again, as long as there's a de misa, witnesses that the husband is dead, will allow her to collect the girsha. Both is incredible. Maybe he divorced her right before he died. And ask yourself, why would a husband divorce his wife right before he died? Right? Why? Yibam. Right? Yibam considerations. Shabbos says into this. If that's the case, ihu da afsid anafshei. I will say, if that's the case, then halacha lamaisa. And I will say, because what are we concerned about? Right? Let's say Ruvain, let's say Ruvain did divorce Rachel right before Ruvain died. Let's say he did. So what's the concern? Now, no one knows about it. Right? Now, of course, not no one, because she has to get, which means witnesses are there. What's going to happen? But the Olam thinks that what's Rachel? What is she? She's an Amana. So what are they going to do? They're going to pay her to Ksuva. Then I will say, sometime later, what is she going to do? What is she going to do? She's going to produce a get. And what is she going to do with that get? According to Rav, what could she do with that get? She could collect Iker Ksuva again. So Rav says she could exploit the system. To which the Gemara says, you know what? You're right. You're right. If Ruben divorces her right before his death, so that no one really knows about the Gerashim, Einachinami, she could exploit the system. But Ihud Afsid Anafshei, he is the one who is causing his own loss. So I will say, because he's causing his own loss, therefore, so we can't help. I will say, which is such a profound Musr Haskil. The halacha could help, right? The halacha could do many things to help. But at the end of the day, people have to help themselves as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, you have to be a gavri. You can't be a chafza. In other words, at the end of the day, you have to help yourself. So if you compromise your own circumstances by doing things which open you up, ultimately to exploitation later on, Ta'alacha can't help you if you're not making smart decisions in life. Such an incredible yusod. So the Imara goes right. Very interesting. What about an Amana from Erison? Right? So an Amana from Erison, what is she collecting her ksuva based on? Now Rashi says over here, the Isla ksuva, almost right across from Rashi, the Isla ksuva, but tonight based in Imlo Kasavla. Shabbos said, we actually had this, was a whole machlokes. We actually don't paskin this way. We don't paskin this way. The Raman paskins that there's only ksuva from Nisuin. But again, the Gemara operates with an opinion that says that there is ksuva even from Erisin. So what does an Amana from Erisin, what does she collect based on? Be'ide Misa. So as long as there are witnesses that her husband died, she's entitled to collect ksuva. Ay lechushtilma girsha umafka begita, umafka gita, figavya. Why shouldn't we be concerned that maybe he divorced her? But we didn't know. So she's going to try to, collect, try to collect suva twice. Once, based on the fact that she's a widow. And the second time now, later on, with the get that she's a divorcee. To which the Gemara says, It's interesting. See, this is interesting. Even though in general we have a resistance to writing receipts. And they both say, the resistance to writing receipts is just then because the onus is upon the, the, onus is upon the person who paid the debt to hold on to the receipt. Right? Ultimately, again, in a case where the only way to avoid exploitation is the writing of receipt, we'll write a receipt. We'll do it. He goes, if you don't say this, 
Even in a case where there are Eide Misa, maybe the woman is going to conspire with these Edim. And they're going to take it on the road, right? And what's, what's going to happen? The Eide Misa are going to testify for in Beisden A. And then they're going to go to Beisden B. And they're going to go Beisden to Beisden, collecting, collecting, collecting. First of all, say, at a certain point in time, you know, no, no legal system could protect against, against people who are bent on manipulating the system. But in any event, the Gemara says, <laughs> In a case where we really have no choice, we'll go ahead and we'll write a receipt if that's the only way to shield the person from exploitation. Now, this is fascinating. This is a great sugi. We'll at least start it today. Listen to this. The Gemara just took it for granted that a woman who's widowed from Erisin has a ksuva. So the says, how do you know that? In other words, why, why, why do we assume that there is any level of ksuva during Erisin? Maybe ksuva itself is only a function of having entered into Nisuin. I will say, first wide line, maybe it's from here. I will say, what's the case? If a woman is widowed or divorced, from Erisin or from Nisuin, she collects everything. Collects everything. I will say, what does it mean, Goves Hakol? Goves when she collects her full ksuva. Oh, so what, what do we just say? It explicitly just said what? Even if she's widowed or divorced from when? From when? From Erisin. So what do you see from here? That a woman during Erisin has ksuva. Maybe not. The Gemara says, Dilma, the cost of law. I will say, what, what are we asking? What are we asking? What, what we're asking is like this. We're asking, ksuva is a tonight based in. What does it mean if something is a tenai base? And what does that mean? That means that that obligation devolves upon you whether you want it or not. Now, I will say, so we're asking, we're asking, is ksuba during erison a tenai based in? See, this case that we're talking about, it could be a very simple case where a husband wrote a ksuba for his, does erison, does erison, and writes her a ksuba. I will say, if a husband of his own volition writes a ksuba for his arusa, does that work? Does that work? Absolutely. No different than what? No different that I can come over to you and say, you know what? I love you. You're great. Here's $10,000. Does that work? Sure does, right? Nice. You should all be zolka, right? So, Lemaisa, again, that's not a riot. Maybe that's a case where he just, of his own volition, decided to give that term. That's not our question. We're asking from a tonight Basin perspective, does Ksuba as a tonight Basin go into effect during Erisin? I will say one second. If it's a case where he wrote the ksuba for her, then what's the what? Then what are we talking about? Lafugim mit Rabbi Eliezer ben Azaria, Rabbi Eliezer ben Azaria. Rabbi said because this could come to exclude the position of Rabbi Eliezer ben Azaria. Because even Rabbi Eliezer ben Azaria says the Amar shelokasov la ella amenas lakonsa. Rabbi Eliezer ben Azaria says even in a case where a husband of his own volition writes a ksuba for his wife during irisin, he only has in mind that that ksuba should go into effect when once they come into nisuin. In other words. Rabbi Zubar Nazari says, even if he's willingly writing your ksuva during Erisin, his intention is that this Erisin is going to lead to Nisuin. So this ksuva that I write during Erisin should only come into effect during Nisuin. Dekin Amidiktani, Gova Sakol. She collects everything. So I'll say, if you say that this time at a case where he is willingly writing her ksuva, that's why he says she collects everything. But 
Rebbe say, if ultimately, again, we're, ta- we're, talking, we're not talking about a case where he wrote it for of his own volition, what do you mean, gova es hakol? She collects everything. It's either 100 or 200 zuz. So we'll say, we'll stop over for today, but again, I'm leaving off in the middle of the question, right? So we'll say, so therefore, we're leaving off with the fundamental question. Gemara took it for granted that an amona from Erosin has a ksuva. What we're trying to figure out is from where do you know that ksuva during Erosin is tonight based in? All we just showed was a case of where ultimately, again, you could, a man could write his, his Arusa a ksuva. He could write again, and, and again, the Kiddush of Rabbi Loza ben Azariah is, maybe even that ksuva only kicks in during Nisuin. So of course he could voluntarily commit himself to a ksuva for an arusa. The shayla is, do we have a proof that, that, that ksuva during Erosin is tonight based in? And Merat Hashem to be continued and resolved tomorrow. Shkoyach. All right, everyone have an incredible day.